Take number two. Welcome to MZBC, the podcast for January 19, 2023. Coming to you live from no longer the reclaimed studios of Mount Zion Baptist Church. Uh, still very much reclaimed humans here, but we just don't have the reclaimed studios anymore. It's still in existence. We just don't broadcast from there. Uh, Mike Reagan coming to you live from the 30281 of Stockbridge, Georgia. Is that right, Mike? That's right. You got All right, it. Look at that. An e-man coming from, let me see if I get this right, 30273 Riverdale? Close. The Close. four. Seven, four. Mm. Yeah. So, hey, that's pretty good. And I'm coming to you from the 30236 in the hard streets of Jonesboro, Georgia. So, <laughs> oh, man. I think there's some much rougher streets out there than there in Jonesboro. But I, think I don't so. know. Jonesboro's pretty rough. Yeah, I'm so, telling you. They depends. say it is. Um, and when I go to the schools, I always talk to those kids. I'm like, man, you know that people think y'all are so rough and so tough and all these things. And I don't see it. Like, all I see is <laughs> teenagers, like, just being silly, goofy teenagers. But out there, there is some rough stuff happening because there's, like, this stigma for the whole area. And we're trying to break that, man, trying to break it down. So yeah, we are. <laughs> appreciate you guys being here tonight. Um, new look, new feel. I feel good. I was I was giving these guys a hard time earlier because we record a little bit later than we used to. And I told them it's their fault because they actually have real jobs and they have to. Well, sorry, Russell, we apologize for, yeah. you know, trying to, trying to make a but living. You might, you might want to rephrase that just to one guy actually has a <laughs> nine to five job. Yeah. One guy here has a nine to five. One guy calls all his own shots and does what he wants. And one guy, just gets bossed around by everybody that he works for. And so you guys figure out who that say is. I bossed around more like a persuaded. Oh, I just gave it away. Encouraged. Persuaded. More, more like, you know, <laughs> what, what, do they, what do they do? Teams invites. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can right. you do that? Yeah, that's right. My, I'll tell you what, my resume is getting deeper though, by um, being doing this podcast, by just learning how to do different things. Uh, the other night when I was working on the background and, and showing my, showing Heather, I don't like saying like my wife and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I just feel weird when people say my wife. And so Heather, uh, I was showing her this and she's like, man, you'll be able to get a job anywhere. If you, if, if Mount Zion doesn't work out. And I was like, well, good. Maybe, maybe it'll be, maybe not wherever God leads, but Hey, it's gotta be a good, um, skill to have when I, if I did have to go somewhere else, like, Hey, do you guys need anybody to throw together a quick little podcast? We, we kind of got it figured out. You know, we don't know how Tech savvy. So, <laughs> Yeah. So, Mike, let's start back where we started a minute ago uh, on take number one. How's your week been, my brother? Working. 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 That's right. Right. Uh, any any um, any uh, spiritual conversations going down this week? Actually, the only one that was spiritual related is I run into a, an old friend today in Conyers when I got out to Conyers. Mm -hmm. I was I went to the to the warehouse where they were working, and I. There's not a lot of room, so I went to back up in front of the dumpster, in front of the roll-off dumpster, and this guy comes walking across the parking lot because I they were parked on one side of the big ramp that goes up in the warehouse, and so I'm backing up on the other side of it because I got to work on the catering truck, and I'm backing up, and there's a guy come walking across the ramp toward me. I was like, is this guy going to tell me I got to move? Well, come <laughs> to find out... Uh, it's an old friend from last year, and I hadn't seen him in several months. I was like, man, I thought you was about to tell me I had to move. Yeah, you're about to tell him, look, I'm here more than you are, dude. You can't tell me anything. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's right. Well, this but, uh, this we, is my designated spot. But it, and it was really nice to see him, and we talked. We probably talked for 
15, 20 minutes. And, and, uh, he actually just said what he's been doing. You know, he took several months off from work and just trying to find the next step where, what he wants to do with his career. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had mentioned church and something about a podcast. And I was like, you know, we got one. And I actually just sent him a picture on the text. Uh, and he just wrote back, said he's going to check it out. Sweet. So, uh, I find a lot of conversations that I'm having with people lately, it doesn't even matter the age demographic. It, it's it's early 20s, it's mid-20s, it's 30s, 40s. People are trying to figure out that same thing. God, what are you doing in my life right now? What am I supposed to be doing? And the, and, and the good thing is a lot of them are trying to um, – at least ask the question and do what God wants them to do. But what I also find is it's allowing them, I don't know, allowing them or what, but they're allowing themselves to kind of just be stagnant because of it. They're just like, I don't know what to do. So how about then I just don't do anything. And I'll just sit around and keep saying, I'm waiting on God to tell me. And I'm like, well, okay. But sometimes God's telling you to go do, like, go do it. Like get out there and, and like you it. did with, with Abram. He said, go. And when you're going, I'll show you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things to do is just to, to get up and go when it's like, I I don't know where you're sending me though. Oh. <laughs> fired up, packed up, you grab the doorknob on the front door. It's like, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody sent me the uh, the address on this one. It's it's kind of like when people invite you places. I have an address like, to plug in the GPS so I can get there. It's yeah. like follow me, but people speed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those bad bad people to follow that don't stop at red light. They go through the yellow light, and then you get stuck there, and you're like, where do I go? Yeah. And they won't even yeah. stop. They won't pull over. They just keep going. Yeah. I remember uh, E-Man might have been still in high school at this point, or maybe he was even younger than that. But we went to Daytona Beach one time. It was me, Pastor Chris, and Stephen Davis. Um, and we, me and Stephen Davis were in the van, and Pastor Chris was in a truck, and uh, there was another lady that was in another vehicle. And, and we just hit 75 from Daytona Beach and cruised all the way back to Mount Zion. We, just, <laughs> we were the first ones back. Like, there was no one else with us. We just left everyone. And Pat, and when Chris, when we got there, and he was so mad at me and Stephen, he just like called us over to uh, his truck, and he just gave us the um, the Top Gun quote: "Never ever leave your wingman." He said, and we were like, "All right," and we just dropped it there, and we never talked about it again. And and me and Stephen never left our wingman ever again. So that was yeah. I learned from that. Now when I go through yellow lights, I, I'm like you say, Mike, I pull over to the right or and wait for them to come and and then we and then we keep cruising. So E man, how this that's your first courteous. But yeah, it's, it's definitely courteous. You know, that's that's our goal, right? Christmas we gotta be courteous. How's your uh this your first full week at the job or was last week? Yeah. Uh this was first well, last week was first you were traveling. I guess you could say week, but uh not so much doing the work. This is my first full week doing the actual work of uh, tax accounting. So that was a. Uh, it's still a learning curve, I will say. Uh, sure. A lot of the information that I that I still uh, question here, question there. Um, but hopefully by the end of this little, you know, small little period of uh, interning, I'll be able to say I know what I'm doing. No <laughs> um, but it's 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 fun. Now, still- I, I would almost guess by the time you get it figured out, they'll change the tax laws like they do every year. 
Absolutely. That's how it works. But, you know, as long as you know how to, how to put the right number in the right box and how to calculate those numbers, mm -hmm. the law, the law, don't, don't quote me on this. The law matters <laughs> not. <laughs> now he is recording, so be careful. So I, said, so I heard this CPA guy say on this podcast that the law matters not. That's what he said. And so in court. It's all not. I don't have your yeah. I don't have your last name up there by you, so they just know Emmanuel. Thank they don't you. have any idea who you are, so you could be anybody out there. So you're still happy awesome. with your um, college uh, uh, choice of study after your first oh, I, week? I, I, <laughs> thus far, yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, like I said last week, uh, that that decision making as far as the major is kind of as a younger young person, one of the hardest things to do because it's like it's first opportunity thrown in your face of hey, life. And yeah. a lot of a lot of students are, you know, overwhelmed, kind of confused, uh, and they often pick. I, I'll be honest, I changed my majors. I know people who changed it several times, mm -hmm. but uh, it, it's one of those things where you. And then they. Uh oh. <laughs> and then still do absolutely with, with nothing within their major, which is okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I like to say it's all about finding a career, which is not a job. And uh, if, you, if you can find a career or something you love to do, you can wake up every day, every, every day in the morning and say, man, I, I really enjoy this or I really like doing this, that, and the fifth. It's, you, 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 it paid off at the end of the day. But uh, sure. as far as what I picked, I feel like it's, uh, it was a good pick. <laughs> good, good. I, I was just so thankful you just didn't go with the classic quote there. If you find something you like to do, you never work a day in your life. I'm like, whatever. Uh, I like what I no, do. No, no, no. And some days it feels like work. I'm going to say, some days it still feels like, oh, man, I got to go here. I got to go to the job. <laughs> it's still great and all, but it's, it, 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 makes, it makes the day go a little bit by yeah, faster. For, for sure. For sure. Um, I still find How was your week, Pastor? How was your week, Russell? We, uh, you asked us about our week. Rough, rough week researching. <laughs> yeah, see, I, that, see, that's what Mike thinks. I, I just sit around and research stuff all the time, like <laughs> trying to figure it out. I did spend many hours this week uh, studying Daniel chapter 7. Um, I don't know if you have ever got deep into Daniel chapter 7, uh, but there's that the gist of it is there's four. Daniel has a vision. He has a dream. And these four beasts come out of the water, one right after oh, yeah. the other, yeah. and then he's telling the them. Six is where they all got released and could go back to Jerusalem if they wanted to. The what is? I'm sorry. Chapter six is where they got released, right? No, 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 no. We're not there yet. Chapter six was last week was um, um, in the lions den. Daniel in the lions den. <laughs> I got you now. Yeah, seven okay. starts the uh, apocalyptic um, chapters, and it goes from seven all the way to twelve. And so, yeah, I had to spend a lot of time this week studying that and trying to figure out how do you even walk into a room full of people and talk about something that is so hard to understand and grasp. And honestly, what I took away from it was I'm not going to understand it and grasp it, and no one understands it and grasp it. The point is that God is in control no matter how chaotic the world seems, and, and it's just part of his scriptures and what he wrote. And so take it. Don't get bogged down into figuring out why one beast had— um, all these wings and and one beast had these horns growing out of it and one beast looked like a bear and had the and devour it said go out and eat flesh or something i'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing that now he's like go out and now fill yourself with flesh and i'm like man what is that even talking about um sounds like and, a, a, a sci-fi movie i'm telling you bro it's, it was it was trippy and then the fourth one was like uh, the fourth beast had teeth like iron and all and claws like iron and you're like man what is going on here it was basically saying there's going to be four kingdoms that rise up 
And of those four kingdoms, none of them are really in charge because they're all humans. And, uh, those and four I believe that last one was relating to Rome. The, well, the, true, maybe. That's what they say. Could be Rome. Could be Greece. That's what I'm saying. They don't know. All, these studying, mm-hmm. all this studying I did is like, uh, it, this is what I learned uh, in seminary. You know, when we took like systematic theology, Mike, have you taken that yet? Systematic theology? I actually just started theology two this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those classes, I really got in there and kind of had my eyes open for the first time. Like for a lot of this stuff, there's not really as like a ABC answer for a lot of this stuff. Um, it's like you take the wisdom that God gives you, you apply the truths that you know of God into them. And you just have faith that one day God's going to explain it to us and move on. I used to leave some of those classes and we would be in class for an hour and 50 minutes or two hours and 50 minutes or whatever. And no one had an answer. We would write papers. We would write discussion questions. And everyone's answer was like, maybe right. And none of them were wrong <laughs> unless they were far off. But so it's it's a big, um, it's a big practice of faith. This, this whole uh, Daniel, the end of it. Uh, obviously our whole Christian life is about faith. But when it comes to apocalyptic things like that, it was just like, man, we did our best. And everyone was kind of, everyone was very generous and kind and said, oh, yeah, that was good. You know, it's good to learn and stuff like that. But, man, I just walked away going, I don't even know what I just said. I mean, I know what I said, but I don't know what I just said. So <laughs> a, a lot of these things, I'm just trusting I feel God. like that a lot of times when we get done recording here. <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. What just happened here? That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Heather was watching me um, upload the video last week and make some tweaks and do this and that. And she's like, I could never hear myself just like sitting there, talk, especially looking at myself, just talking yeah. and saying. And she's like, didn't think other people are going to listen to you talk? I'm like, yeah, hello, welcome to my world. That's exactly <laughs> my biggest fear in the world is like talking and other people hearing me talk. And that's what God called me to do. So he will push you to your limits. We know that. And I'm just trying to be that living example of that, because if I can do it, um, literally anyone can do it. God can do miracles. And so, yeah, my week, my week has been good though. You know, we got the opportunity last week after we recorded. So help me out. We recorded at like seven or so last week, the storms had already came through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we just didn't know that. We just didn't know the extent of the devastation because we didn't even talk about it. We just barely mentioned it. But it was bad. You know, there was. I think I was in a meeting this morning and they said over like a hundred homes or something like that in that little path of the storm were completely destroyed. Over like thousands were um, affected and stuff like that. And so we have um, partners in Griffin. We have Eagles Landing. Griffin campus. We have um, Stephen Durbin that used to be a pastor here way a long time ago is the pastor at Oak Hill uh, down in, it's not in Griffin, but it's just south of Griffin. Um, And so we know a lot of people there. And so I reached out and said, how can we, how can we help? And they said, just um, financial help would be great. Um, If you can send people, uh, we have places for them to serve and all that. So we were able to take up a a special offering this weekend and God went above and beyond anything I could have imagined that people were going to give. And I was able to give that check to the pastor this morning, which was a really cool thing to be a part of. And so um, they were very thankful and very appreciative. And we collected supplies and are taking them down there um, as we get them. And so that happened this week. And so God has been letting me do those kind of things. And so anytime you get to do that, man, it's just like, who am I to be the spokesperson for all of these people and to go down here and give them this check and to 
do that, that God lets me experience those things sometimes. So when I'm in the grind sometimes and feel like, is it worth it? He lets me remember it very much so to keep going. That's a true testament that yeah. God's working, man. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> even through, even in the midst of such a disaster like that, being able to say that, oh, Mount Zion or even just the community of Jonesboro was able to help out mm-hmm. a, so another community. is just, yeah. that To me, it, it still kind of brings light to the fact there is – there's still hope in this world. I mean, there's still hope, and uh, if as long, I mean, as long as you put your hope in Christ, I mean, he's he's working regardless. So that's exactly that's, that's beautiful. That's exactly what I took away from it. That was like a real life thing happening. Like you talk about it all you want, read about it all you want, but when it, you're actually in the midst of it happening, it's just been a really cool God thing. And I and I and I mentioned this last night in Bible study, but for the last two Sundays, it's just been a presence of God and. And everything that we've done, I mean, he's always there. Scripture says where two or more are gathered, so there is the presence of God. And so we're down with that. But this last couple of weeks, it's just been so spirit-led, I think, even from the invitation style that we did, the songs that we've sung, the the, the way people have responded, the calls I've gotten, it's different things. And, and we're in this season where I think that um, God is just ready to do something really cool with us and through us. And, and I'm trying to stay strong. I'm trying to stay prayed up. I'm trying to stay in his word. I'm trying to stay in communication with my people, um, whoever that is that God puts on my path that day, because I want to be ready. Like when he does something, I don't want to be like, oh, let me get ready now. Um, Like, I don't know if it's Marines or who says this, but it's like, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Um, And so I'm trying to just stay ready because I got got (laughs) a lot of my high school teachers (laughs) used to say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And also in, in the couples class, there's, there's a good opportunity for somebody to really step up and, and get their feet wet on being a leader. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know Vance talked to you and he called me. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's another opportunity for somebody to spread their wings, so to speak. Absolutely. And, and then those things are just all over. And so I didn't mean to cut you and off. With the, with the storms, I think there was a, a tornado went over Jackson Lake down there. Yeah, I uh, believe it was a 212, uh, 212 bridge. Haley's parents <laughs> went down in that area. <clears throat> and after the, the storm, Haley said that it was like a 72-mile stretch down there. Yeah. Kind of went over Jackson Lake and just I just kept going down through there. And then I think it was Friday, we all rode out to West Point. There was a Marine out there that we rode to, a marina. Mm-hmm. And when we got to LaGrange, we come over this turn actually in in LaGrange and DOT was out there and apparently a tornado had come right down I-75. Mm. Wow. Uh, no, it's not 75. It's um oh, there be 85, yeah. I-85. Yeah, 85, yeah. And I mean there were apparently we got there after they got all the trees off the interstate, but they were still working on the side of the interstate. And let me tell you, they were pine trees snapped in half. Mm. And then there were other pine trees you know, 50, 60 feet tall, they're just laid all the way over. And, but to see the trees being laid over, you know, uprooted, what really didn't really catch my eye, but it was seeing those, it would be like five or six pine trees all together 
yeah. just completely snapped off right in half. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, that's that's some power right there. Yeah. And then literally right behind that that tree line was a whole neighborhood. But yeah. it doesn't look like there's any damage. It's like I said, apparently the tornado got on 85 and it just went down the interstate. It was uh yeah, it was intense. It shows God's power and all that. The, the fact that he's able to control that is <laughs> insane to me that he can, in a moment, he could stop that. And, and it's just like out of here. We had church members that worked. I said it in my sermon Sunday that worked, um, I think, literally. I don't like to say the word literally, but I think a quarter of a mile from the path of the storm and nothing got damaged at his job site where they were. And when he was leaving work, I think it said it took him two hours to go what typically would take 30 minutes or something like that. And so he was protected and he saw that and in, 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 in everything happening. Um, these moments, I think, lead for people to look for answers. And, and when your home gets destroyed or your community gets damaged and all these things, people are obviously going to look for answers. I heard today from Kerry, um, the pastor at Eagles Landing, that he knows of seven salvations that have already happened just since last Thursday because of this, because people are looking for answers and trying to, where do we turn to when my life falls apart? I thought this was a cool scripture. I look, I was looking earlier, um, thinking about the way God allowed us to serve and to uh, actually be the hands and feet of Jesus and give. And uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five says this, and this is the message translation, so it's kind of more plain spoken. It says, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, and those who help others are helped. And and obviously, Mount Zion didn't do what we did, give funds and offering our services for any kind of blessing. But the cool thing about, one of the cool things about God is that he allows you to experience blessings through being faithful and doing that. And so I thought that was cool. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And I believe, Eman, like you said, um, just seeing God do all these things. That that's facts that we are an abundantly blessed church and we're able to do these things and it's cool just to see it happening in real life. Yeah, that's pretty well, awesome, man. Well, I was reading this week. Uh, I come across two quotes, and I was like, man, I really like that. I'm gonna have to write it down. And the first quote is basically about what our life is, and it could kind of go along with what we're saying, and to get ready you know, always be prepared. And the quote goes, your life is a bridge spanning both entrance and exits. Use it therefore to travel across and not to build on it. Mm. So they were, they were kind of talking about your life is, is, I guess you could look at your life as your life is God's gift to you and you use it doing his work and his, his calling upon your life to glorify him, but don't get so wrapped up in it. You build your life here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. This, this is just because it says your life is a vapor. You know, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It seems like a long time, but when you compare it to eternity, it's nothing. That's what I was saying Sunday yeah. that, yeah, you may yeah, be in for the next life. You may be in this room and you may be 80 or 90 or whatever, and you may think, man, I've been tornado living- might come by and wipe you out tonight. <laughs> I've been living forever. And you're like, man, in the scheme of God, 80, 90 years is just blinking his eyes and then moving on. I mean, it's just so quick. And so don't want to waste any time while we're here. Yeah, yeah so I thought of that was really them. good. It's, you know, don't don't be so busy uh, 
building your life upon a bridge. You're just using this. Your life is like a bridge. And that reminds me of what I told this to some of the um, high school kids. It was like, I think we, uh, me included, during hi high school, it feels like it's like, oh, man, I'll never get out of here. I'll, I'll never do that yeah. as a fifth. And, but but in, in, in the eyes of God, it's like, you never get out of high school, man. I've been here since eternity. <laughs> 40, 40 years, like 40 seconds. Come on now. So, like I, I saw I when they built Harvard University. Right. So I, I think build that place. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it brings up a comical uh, moment, but it's like, in all honesty. And the other one, it's not really a not finger. <laughs> That's nothing it, to God. So it's, it's kind of explaining materialism. And I just like the way they, they defined it. It said materialism, that practice of knowing the price of everything, but the value of nothing. Mm. So I was like, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. Mm -hmm. still, Emmanuel could probably use that just deal with numbers and money all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, even to the point of don't set your uh, mind on riches in, on earth, but, it, but the riches in heaven, because come on now <laughs> mm -hmm. i think we got we all in day-to-day -day life we get kind of caught up in all bills and i like i like that the fact that russell got this brand new truck and i i don't <laughs> and all this good stuff <laughs> but i mean yeah. don't set your mind on the the material materialistic things of this earth because they, they matter not once again I, one thing i always tell a lot of my age group i ain't never seen no u-haul behind a hearse <laughs> so <laughs> I, I said that's funny you say that about my truck because when I went to the ladies' life group a couple of weeks ago, I, I said, "Yeah, I bet some people see me driving that nice fancy truck and they're like, man, his life is perfect. He's got he's got a wife, he's got kids. Look at that vehicle. They they're all this, that, and other." And I'm like, "You you weren't paying attention when I was rocking the 07 Ford Explorer for like 15 years, okay? And looking yeah. to God like, when can I get something new? God, when can I get something new?" And he yeah. was like. Just keep driving that truck. It's running, right? Keep moving, keep moving, um, which it's still running. I'm just going to pass it down the generational line. Uh, and so, hey, same thing with my service truck. <laughs> keep yeah, keep them rocking, man. So, yeah, those things. And God blesses those things, but it's so hard. And I got some things I want to ask you guys here in a bit to keep the conversation flowing. But it is so hard to get a, a world and just a, a group of people that see all of that and see the shiny and the new and the this and the that. And that's all you get fixated on. And then the life that we're talking about is so contrary into that. It's so different. It's God. The thing about it is if people would realize that you can, God may give you all of those things. He may allow you to be rich. He may allow you to have the nicest of the nice and all these things. It's your heart posture. It's like, what, what are you trying to do with all those things? You know, I do pray for a bigger house. Do I pray for a bigger house so I can have more rooms to move around in and clean? No, I pray for a bigger house so I can have like people over and we can, you know, just hang out and be the body of Christ other than this church in a, in this building. I want to bring them to my home. It's just not feasible right now. You know, Mike has a, a hospitable house that where we go there and have like a bonfire and stuff. And that's awesome. Um, and so I'm praying for those things. It, it's just about where's your heart and like, wh why do you want these things? Uh, you know, the scriptures even say, you pray for it, and if you pray for it, if it's in God's will, it's yours. You'll get it. You'll get it. People <laughs> yeah, flip they, that. They take the the scripture, ask whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. Yeah. They take yeah. that way out of context. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Prosperity gospel kind of sneaks into it a little bit, and 
um, ask and you shall receive. They're like, well, let me get that uh, new Lambo. And God's like, what? <laughs> so you can be boasting about what, all your stuff? Not. Nah, we're out on that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, that makes it hard, which which goes into our conversation tonight. Uh, tonight's scripture that we're in, I'm not going to read it yet, but if, if you guys want to be prepared, it's, we're still in John chapter 15, uh, verses 9 through 17, and it's talking about love and, and things. And I think that we as a church are very loving and caring and kind, and we practice those things so much. Um, the fruits of the spirit. Even if I ask you to rattle off the fruits of the spirit right now, can you rattle them off? <laughs> yeah. I'm putting you oh, on the spot. Man. Yeah, you definitely I'll start are. you. Uh, Love. Joy. joy. Is that one of them? Yep. Is that one of them? Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> 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 they better be in order. P, okay. Love, joy, peace. Uh, uh, Another man. P. Uh, patience. Patience. There you go. One more. All right. Uh, one more. Start with a K. More. Kindness. There you go. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. One. Come on, keep going. Tender heart. Yeah. Different scriptures say different things. Yeah. Goodness, mm -hmm. tender heartedness. Yeah. So. Tender, yeah. Tender heart. Mike, goodness. can you rattle them off real quick? Yeah, because I'm looking right at him. Why write it down and you don't have to remember it? So far, we got there love, go. joy, peace, patience, love, kindness, joy. goodness, and one more, man. Get the last one. And not out of control, but in control, self-control. Self -control. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, th that's the goal. Like that is, that's what we're striving for is to produce those things in our life. And, and I think the more and more people are around what God is allowing us to do, they see the fruits of the spirit, like coming to fruition, actually happening, uh, experiencing love, experiencing joy, experiencing a peace. And I, I've, I've talked about that unexplainable peace so much in the last month or two, just because it's been in my life. There, there's just an unexplainable peace I have about situations that should get me up into a frenzy and have me either worried or concerned or whatever. And I'm just like, whatever, God's in control of it. If I'm supposed to rekindle that relationship, it'll happen. If I'm supposed to go and talk to that person, it'll happen. Um, I'm just trusting God and all that. Patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, still working on some of those. But the joy and love and just that peace are are, are being, um, they're coming to re reality in my life a lot lately. And so I thought you were about to say something, Mike, so I stopped talking. Sorry, I thought you had that look. <laughs> I, was, I was actually just reading because in Galatians 6, it just talks about carrying each other's burdens. And you were talking about... Uh, Given that financial gift to the other church down there. Mm -hmm. Carrying each other's burdens is a huge thing. Mike always tells me, be careful about praying for, you know, thousands of people to end up at Mount Zion because with every one of those people, there's people. You don't have to, you got to have <laughs> yeah. to There, there are people time. for sure. A lot of my what time? Tea times. Tea times, yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I, I'm not going to bring Or you could bring them with you. That's what I'm talking about, E-Man. That's what I'm talking about. I told somebody the other day, I said, look, everyone thinks I play golf and all these things just for fun and whatever. I try to use it as opportunities to reach out to people. I can't help it if some people say, no, I don't want to go. You know, I, I, I try to use it for that. Uh, I'll take any of you golfing, but, you know, uh, golf, honestly, is one of those things where I can just drop everything and do that, and it gets my mind back right. I get kind of recentered, and I can come back in here and just knock out 
finishing up a sermon or studying or whatever I need to do. It's one of those peaceful things in my life. Um, when I, I mean, even if I'm not playing well, it's still I'm 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 maturing and it's getting to where it's not totally rocking my world. And so that's that's a that's a good thing. So let's just roll through this. We're already half an hour into this, and I got some things for you. So if if we're talking about all these things, and if we see the goodness of God through our church, in our lives, um, things we witness personally, things we witness corporately. My first question is, why is it so hard to get people to join us in worship? Why is it so hard to get people to come to church with you and experience what you and I, all three of us, know for a fact is the power of God, the Holy Spirit working? Why is it so hard? We kind of talked about a little bit of it, but, but what are some thoughts on that? I'll, I'll give you the uh, the 25 year old version. Please uh, do. I'm I, I'll get just speaking in the secular mindset. I'm so busy hanging out with friends or whether it be working, whether it be you know trying to chase like like they say say in my generation, trying to chase a bag. Mm. Um, it's I don't I don't have time for that on a Sunday. But I think we we get so caught up on the fact of oh church is on Sunday. But I mean what we're doing right now is is church. <laughs> you just said it. Uh, when one or, one or two are gathered, he's there. Um, and I just feel like, uh, in for for younger generations in my age, it's like, oh man, you know, God wants me to be rich. God wants me to have this. God wants me to 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 go chase after girls, go chase after money, go chase after the enjoyment of of life. He wants me to enjoy my life, mm-hmm. which is very true. But at the same time, that you there is no enjoyment of life without Jesus, without Jesus Christ, without God. Mm-hmm. And to me, you just lose all you lose all sense of the purpose of life if you're just doing it for whether it be money, whether it be, you know, uh, women, whether it be whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. I, so I'll give you, I, I, that's my thought process as far as a 25-year-old. For sure. Um, Mike? Priorities. That's it's been a priority. Yeah. Because anything that is utmost important to somebody is a priority to them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's work or I'm assuming a bag is chasing money. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> same thing just different terminology uh, you know because society says watch out for number one and step on everybody on the way to the top well yeah jesus came and he said no you help everybody else to the top and you push them up there so he was completely backwards and they called him a radical teacher uh it's priority it's i was like that i just i was like I'm not going, you know, I can be just as close to Jesus here as I can there. But, and I, it just some, from time to time, I'll just be daydreaming. And if I was writing out a, a message or a sermon, you know, just what would it be? And of course it, it goes on and on and just gets long winded and just thinking of different things. And it's like, but you don't, just like, and I even brought up fishing and golf clubs in this sermon, if I were to build it, because I I read a quote one time, it's like, just because you walk into a lawyer's office does not make you a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Walking onto a golf course does not make you a golfer. Yeah. Owning fishing poles does not make you a fisherman. Walking into a church building does not make you a Christian. A church building is basically a building where like-minded believers get together and worship and spend time together. That's all it is. And 
because a lot of some of the best spiritual conversations I have have been in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of another great one, and I said it on a podcast a while back. I was on side of 7585 in downtown Atlanta working on a truck and spent an hour on the side of the interstate in rush hour traffic talking to the guy about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and I, I agree with both of your positions on that. And I think it's both, it's both and, and, and it's more than that. Um, I'm just trying, that's really been on my heart lately. Um, I, I don't know why. And, that, and it, but it, yeah, I mean, there's more in depth to it. You know, you got to come together, and when you come together, you get mutually encouraged, and you can carry each other's burdens, and you could probably, you know, help a situation or a person. You know, it's uh, there's a lot to coming together, and it builds up the body. Uh, but uh, just for me, I mean, you asked my opinion that I, some of my greatest, and to me the spiritual conversations and even getting people to even consider rededicating themselves to Jesus if they walked away from it or even given a chance to say, yeah, I'm going to do this, have been outside of a church building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that could just, you know, be my calling. You know, yours probably takes a lot of place inside the building and Mine's usually more active outside the building. Yeah. And I think uh, it's been on my heart lately because I've been uh, standing on up and I've been standing in the front now for two years. And so I'm looking out at the relatively the same people. And, and I just have this burning question inside of me that if we love this place so much and we're willing to be here every Sunday for church and we're willing to show up on Wednesday night for Bible study and we're willing to do all these things, what's hindering us from? getting people to join along with us. And and maybe we're asking and they're not responding, which, okay, then I trust the sovereignty of God in that. But I just want to make sure that we are not missing an opportunity that God presents to us somewhere throughout the week to encourage someone to be with us. Um, and that, and I could care less about how many people attend Mount Zion Baptist Church. Um, I care more about the community around that you just see hurting and looking for answers. And it's like, man, we have the answer. Like we we know how this game is going to end. We've already won this game um, and get trying to get as many people on our team as we can so they can experience it together. Uh, when life does, when a tornado does come through and rip your home apart, you have people you could immediately turn to and say, hey, can I stay with you? Can you help me with this? Can do we do that? Uh, when, when your relationship is not good, when your kids are struggling, you just have this group of people to rely on and care for. And so my prayer has, this leads into my second question for you guys. I I didn't want to go to the second question yet. This speaks to what you guys are saying. Sin is the issue, right? Like that is the whole problem. And as we were talking about Daniel last night, um, what it got down to was we're just in a broken, sinful world. And these kingdoms are going to rise up and they're going to have power for a short period of time. But then God is inevitably going to come and overpower all of them. In Daniel, it calls him the ancient of days. Um, and um, we had a guy in class last night look up just kind of what does that mean and where does the the language take you to in the Hebrew or whatever. And it basically talks about that he was here before there were days. He was here before there was anything. And so God has been here from before creation. And so he is the one that is going to win this whole thing. But it talked about sin and it said this, and this sounded so harsh to me 
And I was, and I could not help but just think to myself, like, well, I don't think I'm that bad, but at the core of it, I think we kind of are. It says the Bible, after all, teaches that all human beings are sinners. Every man and woman at heart is a self-seeking rebel against God. And this is what got me, caught me off guard. And we would crawl over the bodies of our fellow human beings in order to seek some small advantage for ourselves. And I was like, whoa, I don't think I would do that. But in some instances— That's the society we live in, though. Yeah, absolutely. I'm say, in some instances, you're right. We, we definitely will—if I can benefit— Absolutely. I'm not necessarily thinking about how the next man is going to be affected. Mm-hmm. So. Not in that moment. Now, later yeah, no. on, the Holy Spirit's going to convict me, and I'm going to be like, man. And oh, I've had to I go, did that. And I've had to go back to people and say, hey, look, this happened, and it wasn't right, and I can't change it now, but just know that I know know it and know that I've repented from it, and and, and please forgive me. And, and you move on, and in God's grace and mercy, most of the time people— uh, will forgive you for that. But I just thought it was um, interesting. And then the, la- the other thing he said in here was, everyone's a sinner, swift uh, swift to shed blood. And then he said, the beast is in the heart of each one of us. And he's talking about that fourth beast that came out of the water that had the, the, iron, t- the iron teeth and the iron claws that said, the beast is inside each one of us. And I'm like, man, I don't want to think about myself like that. But it's there, and it and it, and it really. I would almost think that would kind of translate into just a deceitful heart. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah of course. Um, I don't think we have a raging beast in our inside. It was like ah, ready to get out, but I can I see. I don't know. Manuel driving in traffic today. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see the beast come out of Pastor Russell, get me in some traffic for sure. Um, I remember <laughs> Lee, uh, Mike's son was riding with us one day with me i picked him up from school and we were in traffic and i was just getting on the person in front of me i didn't use any bad language but i was telling them that they were not smart and all those kind of things and i just thought this little guy's right here in the back seat listening to every, everything pastor russell is saying um i better say that reminds me of when i had to learn when i was learning to drive my uh my parents were always you know you need to do this, that, and the fifth. And then, then when I finally got my own license, doing my own thing, and they ride with me, like, where'd you learn that from? I'm like, uh, hello. <laughs> where'd you learn that from? You, you taught me how to drive. So what do you mean? <laughs> when, sure. Levi's, when Levi's riding in the service truck, or when it's just him and myself, he's over playing on this tablet, and all of a sudden he goes, what's wrong with these people? They're just stopping right in the middle of the road. What are they thinking? And I was like, well, when I said that, they were stopped in the road, but nobody stopped in the road right now, anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's been around me and Mike. Got to wait till it happens and then say it. That's right. <laughs> he's been around me and Mike too much in the car. Uh, so that leads me into my my second question. And so th- my prayer for 2023 and just what God has placed on my heart is is that is to make sure that I'm encouraging people that I myself am being the example of inviting people to join me for what I know God is doing in and through the life of our church and my own life. And so that's a huge thing for me. So my question was, what's the biggest thing that you guys are asking God for this year? What What is the one, if you have one, but what is the big thing that your heart is focused on that you hear, you feel the Holy Spirit calling you, directing you and say, this is the cry of my heart uh, for this year? I would have to say being being young and aspiring to make it in in this world is is more so under, I'm asking God really to you know slow me down uh, uh, 
whatever way that may be, I, I think that could be daunting to say at times. Mm -hmm. But because I know I, mean, I, 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 everybody has a goal, five, 10 years, whatever it may be, but it's more so enjoy the moment, you know, mm -hmm. enjoy what, enjoy the little things that's, that are coming to you tomorrow that are coming to you in the next hour, the next few seconds. But don't try to, don't rush through what, what what may happen 40 years from now and uh i think mm -hmm. you know being 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 young it's kind of like oh man i'm I, seeing my friends seeing other people around me it's like oh man i'm supposed to be this far i'm supposed to be i'm supposed to be here i'm supposed to have this checked off and that's to me that's kind of it's it, it can be difficult because it's like oh man this guy's 25 he's already got a house already has this not fit mm -hmm. but it, i think that would be the biggest thing i'm asking god is Oh, show me and guide me in, in this next <laughs> hey man, do it like uh, yeah you do like uh, magic every now and then you like just stop and then you come in like you've only done oh. it that, that was the third time they weren't for long but you just like freeze okay. and then you come back in but we got the gist of it but yeah that that's what uh, slow me down would be uh one of the biggest things i'm asking god for right now i'm gonna pray for a faster hotspot for over there in riverdale for e-man yeah. so he can please do <laughs> I, I blame the fact that every there's probably every tv on in my house right now <laughs> so they all, they're all like streaming through fire sticks and all those kind of things yeah no one yeah <laughs> of course yeah mike what do you think for you anything uh that the same uh i feel like it's the same it hasn't really changed and it it goes back to first kings three nine and this is when solomon was made king i believe solomon was uh yeah the lord appeared to solomon in chapter three of king first mm -hmm. kings and basically and i'm going to read what it has in here and then i'm just going to change it just a little bit it says, so give your servant an obedient heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil for who is able to judge this great people of yours. And I like that and I mark it, but I want to not change the word, but to say, so give your servant an obedient heart to reach your people and to know the difference between good and evil. Yeah. Because ultimately, and, and I'll back that up with uh, the Great Commission, is kind of, it. now people always said when you receive salvation, you've received it, now go and give it to somebody else or tell mm -hmm. somebody else about it because it's not ours to give. Uh, so that, I want to back that up and go out and tell other people about it and take those opportunities, like you said, and I am getting out just not in the community around the church but anywhere i go mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm following that guideline like you you want people to do mm -hmm. um, so i want to know the difference between good and evil and hence that's why i'm enlisted in school studying theology because i want to know i want to make sure i get it right because you don't want to lead somebody astray even though it may be an accident, but you don't want to be something that you're not. Mm -hmm. That's right. I want to know the difference. It's like, you called me to do this. You need to get to equip me to do this. Right, right. And the cool, and, like, if, and, uh, like if a company calls you up, it's like, we want you on our team. It's like, that's fine. You need to show me what you want me to do on your team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And God promises in his word that he'll do that. He, he will give you the wisdom you need. He'll give you the, the, the intelligence you need. It, it all comes from him. And so yeah, those are great um, things. So that's good to know. I'll add both of those to my prayer list. But I, I just like to see where people's hearts are. Like, what are we even doing? You know, like, are, are, do we have these big things that we want to happen? Or are we just kind of floating through and hoping that God just jumps out and does something? And he's God. He will. But I think it's good to have your heart set on something and, and looking towards something and asking God for it so that um, I always say that keep your eyes open, be aware of what's going on around you. And the more you're aware, uh, you'll see God working. He's doing these things all over the place. Um, if we're not paying attention, we may miss them. Um, but he's He's doing all these things. But I don't know, Mike, if it was on take number one or take number two that you said what Levi's question was, will we eat and sleep in heaven? Oh, and so I yes. looked. So we got a well, question from a from a first grader or kindergarten. I'm not sure how old he is now. Um, what grade is he in, Mike? He's first. First grade, yeah. Will, will we eat and sleep in heaven? I don't have an answer for the sleep. I mean, the eat, but I do have one for the sleep. I looked it up as we've been talking. It, it says that the reason that we sleep is because our bodies need to be restored and we need to replenish right. our energy. Yeah. Uh, but in heaven, that won't be necessary. We'll have perfect bodies and we'll have perfect everything will be restored to the beings that God created us to be. And so I don't know if we'll eat or not, but I don't think we're going to be doing much sleep. And it says it's not really going to be necessary in heaven. We're just going to worship 100% of the time. And I told him, I was like, we won't really have to go to sleep because he, to, in his six-year-old mind, it's nighttime, it's time to go to bed. I'm like, there's not going to be any night. Yeah. You know, and basically told him a lot of what you just said. Yeah. I said, we won't have to eat. Uh, or, you know, we can just run all the time and we'll never get tired. We will never get sick. We won't need nourishment from food. I was like, we won't have to go to the bathroom because we won't eat. <laughs> we don't have to eat. Goes, yeah, but will we eat and sleep in heaven? I was like, no. No, no, don't think so. so. In simplest first grader terms. No, no. <laughs> I can explain all that. Yeah, I, I hope there's golf courses in heaven and lakes for you to fish and like, <laughs> you know, whatever E-Man likes to do that's yeah. extracurricular type stuff because I feel like God created those things and we're going to be different people. I won't be Russell that likes golf. I understand that, but I don't know. It might be kind of cool to what imagine what a golf course in heaven looks like. Come on, if Augusta National is <laughs> nice. Speaking, speaking of golf courses, uh, I can. Completely forgot until I just now. Uh -huh. Down there where we stayed in uh, Legoland, uh, they have a putt putt mm -hmm. course. Well, I guess you'd call it a course. And it's just, you know, six or seven holes, it's nothing, nothing major. And we're down there and we're all three playing putt putt. You know, we're not keeping score. But I think Haley's like, well, fine. You go first on the next one. Mm -hmm. and I was like, that's fine. And guess what happened? Hole in one, baby. Hole in Hole one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. See? That's why they say those parks are not for the kids. <laughs> hey, every time we go on vacation and there's a putt-putt course, we hit it, man. And uh, y'all think you my take, wife. You keep score, don't you? Absolutely. And you think, <laughs> listen, but you think that I'm the one reason we keep scoring? No way. My wife Together. and my wife oh, and wow. Eliza are the reason we keep scoring. They want to win. See, I could see she get real excited when a roundhouse somebody in the middle of the <laughs> Hey, she was a soldier in the army. So 
he's technically a trained killer, so um, <laughs> he's got it going on. Yeah, but those I think there'll be golf courses in heaven. Um, I, I'm I'm hoping there is. Um, so let me read the scripture that we're going to just go talk about briefly tonight, and then we'll um, just see where the Holy Spirit leads us in that. But John chapter 15, verse 9. I'm trying to do a little something different here. I may try to do too much um, um, on the on the video. You guys can't see it in front of you, but I'm trying to show it on the video, so we'll see if this works out for people, all right? Uh, it says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you to do. Um, I'm going to keep reading, just let me make one little quick transition here. It says in verse 15, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you these things I command you that you love one another. And so I just thought that was um, going right along with the things that we've been talking about um, not only tonight, but just in the last few weeks in the church and, and everything going on that I think it's so cool that he said in verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Uh, and not just fruit that's here and gone, but that's fruit that should remain, which I think is kind of some of the things we've talked about tonight. We want to have an everlasting impact on our community. We want to have an everlasting impact on our kids, on our family, on the people that God's put around us, and we want fruit to be um, produced in our life so that we can, God lets us see that fruit as an encouragement so we can see that what we're doing is not in vain, that what we're doing is having an impact, that it's making a difference. And all of that is stemmed from what it says in the very first verse. I also loved you. Abide in my love. Um, I looked up abide because I, I like read words like that, and I know the gist of them. Like I know kind of what it means, but I like to know exactly what it means. So it said, accept or act in accordance with. And so we're accepting the love of Jesus. And, and not only are we accepting it, but we're acting in accordance with. And so what do you guys think about any of that? I'm going to run back to verse 13, okay. uh, where it says, greater, uh, greater love has, has no one than this, uh, than to lay his own life down for his friend. I, and I feel like that's, that's, that's tough because it's a lot of people that you could say are your friends or your, you know, people that are you willing to get in the, the trenches with, but it's hard to say, oh, I'm, I'll die for you, bud. Mm -hmm. If <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's often a, a if, or I, I only die for you here, but uh, I, I love the fact that it, it said, I highlighted it actually that it said in such a way because Jesus died willingly, hmm. uh, willing, although he, he, he asked God, uh, God to remove it, remove it from him, but mm -hmm. he willingly died for everybody for a reason. I mean, that to me, it just, that just spoke to me uh, while you were reading it. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. And, and I think you're, uh, 
the what you're describing is more like a literal, like I will die for you. And, and I think that's true for, around this table right here. For all three of us, I think we would be willing to give up our life for one another. And that's because we have years of um, trust. We have years of bonds, years of love that we've shared together. And if God called me to give up my life for you, then okay, I'll do it. But I think also it leans into giving up my life, maybe not physically, but just giving up a part of myself. I wrote down selfless and constant out beside that mm-hmm. verse. It triggered me too when you when I read it. I got to be selfless. I got to be willing to say, I don't necessarily want to do this, or I'm not even motivated to do this, God, but you called me to do whatever for Emmanuel or for whomever. And okay, I'm going to do it because you told me to. And like you say, Jesus willingly died for me. So who am I to say, I'm not going to do something for someone else. And so it's a selfless um, giving of your life. And then it's, someone said last week in Bible study, when we were talking about Daniel and the lion's den, and we were talking about the um, the lessons that we keep learning in Daniel are kind of just repetitive. They're over and over and over that no matter how bad the circumstances look, God is going to win. And she said, well, what that really just spurs in my heart is consistency. Like it's just a constant, never wavering, never changing, always there, always going to be the same. And as we are the ambassadors for Christ, as you and I are the spokesperson for God uh, while, while we're here on this earth, then who are we to not be selfless and give up of ourselves? And then in that, we just got to be constant, consistent, always there. When everyone turns around, boom, there he is again. Boom, there's E-Man. Boom, there's Mike. Boom, there's Russell. And that I was ha- I was picking on you guys this week because both Mike was sick and you were uh, getting back from out of town. So you guys <laughs> didn't come to church Sunday. And I texted you and said, hey, look, podcast members are, 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 are required <laughs> to be in church. Uh, just messing yeah. with you. And I said, like, because the ministry of um, – presence is huge like they may not know your book knowledge they may not know anything about you but if they see you around all the time there's going to be something like oh man that dude is bought in i see him everywhere i go and so i think that is huge mike so what was the question because i kind of got just stuck Uh, on joy um are you saved (laughs) 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 it was just that uh scripture just thoughts about it just anything wasn't a question your remarks thing that I heard, I don't even know where you read to because I started looking up other things. Kind of like when you're doing your sermon, you'll say something and then it trigger me and I'll just start digging around and I'll lose complete track of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But what stuck out to me is verse 11. It says, I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Mm-hmm. And because we talked earlier, uh, testing E-Man was the fruit of the spirit. He he got joy out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, and actually, so he my... said, is joy one of them? I mean, he didn't get it. He kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help you out, E-Man. Right, I was going to say this, <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> he, he took my route, will you? Yeah. <laughs> but then just joy, because he says, my joy will be complete. Well, if you have my joy, your joy will be complete. Uh, for some reason, I flipped over to James 1.3. Mm. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. So joy would be one of those. And then over in, which one am I in? First Peter 
chapter one. Uh, I'm going to start with five. It says, you are being protected by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, though now for a short time you have had to struggle in various trials so that the genuineness of your faith, more valuable than gold, which perishes though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor. Mm-hmm. And the reason I went to that one is because in my commentary, you know, it's talking about joy. Obedience is not all gloom and doom. Rather, it's a source of joy, but the Christian walk isn't always joyful. But with that being said, neither is the secular walk people that don't even step foot in a church building or even own a Bible. Uh, it's, it's joy. And I explained it also when I led class, I think it was two Sundays ago. Uh, when you do go through trials, it's not that God's punishing you or when he allows these bad tornadoes to come through, he's not doing it to, to kill people or wipe people out or, destroy homes there's a from a biblical point of view there is a point to it even though i wouldn't want to go through that i don't want anybody else to go through it but there's there's points in it just like when daniel got thrown in the lion's den well what did he do well he broke a man's law he didn't break god's law but god didn't stop him from going in there Mm -hmm. but while he was in there he was like I'm sure he was he was probably doing a lot more than sweating. <laughs> um, he went in there and goes, well, I'm just going to have to pray. That's all I can do. God's the only one in here with me. Mm-hmm. And he's fine. But in turn of him doing that, it increased his faith probably tenfold because he had no, no one else to depend on but God. So maybe not during it, but after it, it was joy. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that is huge to take away the joy aspect of it, the selfless giving of yourself that I'm willing to give up every bit of me uh, for someone else. And and that um, I told them, I think it came up in a conversation yesterday I was having with someone, but that is a hard concept for even uh, people that I know that are believers. I wouldn't call them strong believers, but they, they believe that God created everything. They believe that sin separates us from God, that Jesus is the only way back to God um, into that perfect relationship. But they just don't have a lot of joy and they don't see a lot of good in the world um, just because of everything. And um, that's what I think a lot of people see and get defeated in. And and that's partly why my first question, why is it so hard to get people to come to church? That, because they see... Even Christians that know Jesus are still having the struggle. Even Daniel that had given up his whole life and had already went through watching his friends get saved from the furnace, had already interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dreams, had already done all of these things, and God had more than answered his prayers and done these things. He still was tested and put to the point of, uh, will I bow down to this King Darius or or get thrown in the lion's den? Uh, All these things. And God will do that, and, and it's hard to get people to just throw out um, logic sometimes and just go into it blind with faith uh, and trust it. But it's so rich on the other side of that. If you can just get past that, um, the blessings are 
are abundant on the other side and God is just waiting for us to make that move. And that's, that's my heart and want to get people to see that because there is joy on the other side of the struggle for sure. And with that being said is just like you were talking about Daniel and him receiving the first, uh, might as well say like the first end time vision. Mm -hmm. I believe he was the first one to receive it. Uh, you got to write a paper on what that means. Like, well, I'm going to take a guess at it and I'm going to research it and, and see what, what I come up with. Unless you're just so far out left field, the professor's probably going to accept it. And they're like, well, I can't understand that and whatnot. It's like, well, what about the times when we, we're not going to have all the answers that people mm -hmm. ask questions? We're not going to have them. Just like we're not going to understand all the stuff in the Bible. It was written down for a reason. We may never know that reason. But but at the same time, it's like, have you never just been so joyful and you're so excited and you're just so happy? Maybe not all at the same time, but you have no idea why. He goes, Yeah, I said explain that to me. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, wow. I mean, you want to sit here and and just grill the Bible to death, you know. Well, it's not right, it's not right. Well, what about the times when things happen in your life and there is no answer for it? Mm -hmm. There is no reason or logic why it happened, good or bad. Mm. I said, because it all relates back to this Bible. Yep. And so that whole understanding of just the chaos in the world. And I, I've been talking a lot lately in Bible study and uh, conversation I have with people with God's timing, because it's just been. On, they say God is an on-time God. Uh, he's uh, always on time and all these things. How's the saying go? I'm, I'm forgetting it right now, but um, like, how's it go, E-Man? Come on, help me out here. I think you said it right. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like I did. There's somebody listening to it right now that's saying it. And uh, anyways, you know what I'm saying? Um, Yelling at the computer like we can hear yeah. them. Right. <laughs> It's just escaping my mind now, I don't but know. it's led me to these conversations where everything just does kind of seem chaotic. And I've been saying this, the world has been chaotic since Adam and Eve chose to be uh, equal to God. And that's the decision they made. Every time we sin against God, we, for a moment, it may be brief that we, we decide that we are equal to God and whatever he is going to do for us is you got to do it, God, because in this moment, I'm choosing my decision. I'm choosing my comfort, my whatever. And so everything seems like chaos. And so it led me to this verse earlier, Psalm 94, uh, verse 19, and it says this. It said, in the chaos, um, when the cares of my heart are many, which that for us, that's a lot. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. And so I got to camp out there a lot of the times because the cares of my heart sometimes can be overwhelming. And I had to go back to God consoling me, God encouraging me, God lifting me up, God's promises being true and reigning forever. And it says that those things cheer my soul, because if I dwell on this world, it's going to get me down because it's a broken world. It, it, it's not ever going to be better. I'm so thankful that this is not our home, that we're here for a temporary amount of time. And while we're here, God gives us the chance to serve and be and do and hopefully encourage some people to salvation and to the Holy Spirit to guide their hearts to redemption. Um, but it's chaotic and it's crazy and it can be overwhelming. And, and I'm super thankful that God's word can be the thing that comforts uh, my soul. So closing thoughts, and then we'll wrap up for the evening. 
the only saying that I got towards that uh, God is always on time is the one where they say, uh, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your timetable. Is oh, that yeah. what you're saying? And they have the one that says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Stuff like that's that. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I, That's the only one that came to mind. Came to mind when you said that. So I was like, yeah, sorry. You know the so one I'm thinking leave of. Leave it in the comments. The one I'm thinking of is all the time. God, uh, God is good. It's like all the time. God is good. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Boom. That's the one I was thinking okay. of. Um, that's just has, call and response. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that type of pastor yet. I'm trying to get there. Mike, any thoughts before we wrap up, my boy? I'm good. I like You're it. You're good. Uh, we never got into, did we get into the, you calling me a guy earlier? Did we talk about that on the podcast? Uh, we, we, we vaguely touched no. on We vaguely. Well, just so everybody will know, we almost had our very first <laughs> podcast. Uh, Altercation. Altercation. Uh, there he, he is again. He froze. Yeah, God, oh, did, God didn't want him. God didn't want him to tell lies about what yeah, he, he said. Went, about God me. didn't want me to say that. Yeah. So it was funny. It was let a, me stop you right there. It was a typo. You gotta love it was when autocorrect or whatever takes a letter off because it was a huge difference in saying sorry guy and sorry guys. I mean, there was a huge yeah. difference there. And I was like, wow. E man was just like, sorry guy. I couldn't be there that time. And I was like. My response, Mike, you read it, but no one else did. So my response was, I know I'm not the guy you're talking to. Like, I ain't the guy, right? And he was like, sorry, that was supposed to say guys. So. You're talking to me? <laughs> you're talking to me? So uh, in that moment, yeah. E-Man, I was not going to give up my life for you. <laughs> well, at that moment, I was confused. I was like, I was typing at a different desk, and I, I was typing on my phone at the same time. So I was like, wait. I didn't mean that guy. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. All right, dude. Thank you guys. Good. And then good. I just I topped it off with, "Hey, you guys." I, I mean, thought you said, "Hey, you guys, that. settle down." Yeah, I got that. I read it. Said, "You guys settle down." All capital He's letters. He's the mediator of the group. Hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. thinking of the Goonies. I read it in that in that voice. Hey, you guys. That's exactly <laughs> how I read it. That's exactly how the time. Exactly how I read it. Good, good discussion tonight, guys. Great job. Thank you. Um, everyone, please like, subscribe. Uh, if you can join us for church on a Sunday morning, we would love it. 1045 Mount Zion Baptist Church. If not, share this message with anyone that, that you can. Copy the link. Shoot it out on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, whatever else there is out there. Um, we're just trying to impact the world for the good. And so we appreciate you listening. Appreciate your time. And we'll catch up with you next week. Hey, hey, Russ. We do, do we still do we still do live on live broadcasting on Sundays yeah, too? Yeah, right? every every Sunday live stream, so they can just go to um, MZBC Online on YouTube, MZBC Online on Facebook. If you do Facebook, um, yeah, every service is streamed live. So you may not be physically present in the building, but you can be with us um, through the, through technology. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. All yeah. the things are right at the top of the screen. If you're if you're listening and not watching um please go watch just see if we can uh, get this thing together looking nice but uh i'll try to put all the links into the comments of uh, where i post the podcast and you guys can follow along so anything else That's it. all right man god bless you guys have a good one Thank you.